This week you probably heard that AEMO, Australia's energy market operator, called for, quote, imminent and urgent investment in projects to bolster the reliability of our electricity grid. It was pretty strong language. Well, one Australian company that's developed a unique technology, decades in the making, is possibly a new poster child for investment, generation and storage. Storage, the vital word. Raygen is the name of the venture. It opened a new solar storage plant in Victoria this week and it's on the cusp of a more significant large-scale rollout of other projects. Certainly has some big investors on board. Raygen's chief executive is Richard Payne. Welcome to the program, Richard. <coughs> So, g'day, Geraldine. Uh, it's great to speak with you. And I think I need to start with congratulations because, I mean, this week you've opened a $27 million solar storage project in Car Warp, I think that's pronunciation, in northwest Victoria. Right. Now, despite the price tag, it is a pilot project. Can you tell us a bit about it, please? Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, a commercial demonstration project um, which has deployed our unique high-tech solar plus storage tech that has been developed right here in Australia. And it's four megawatts of our solar technology. And as you hinted at the start with the storage, it's 50 megawatt hours of storage. And it's been backed in by ARENA. And we secured some very important strategic investors such as AGL um, and then also some global energy majors in Equinor, Chevron, um, and SLB, formerly Schlumberger, and, and also an EU-listed solar project development company called Photon Energy. Um, and this week, was, we were very pleased to be able to open the plant. Um, it's now fully commissioned um, and dem with dem performance demonstrated against specification, which is very exciting. Okay, now I'm going to try to understand <laughs> understand all this. Um, it it's, it helps provide grid stability. I mean, that's isn't it? That's the essential thing because that's it correct. stores excess energy as heat to be turned into electricity on demand. And, that's exactly and, right. And it uses an array of mirrors. Now, I want you to try, try to explain, please, to the <laughs> Saturday Extra listening audience, who are probably not all engineers, exactly why this is different and why it matters. Yeah, no problem. I'll do my best. So let's start with the high-tech solar angle. As you mentioned, there's a field of mirrors. And these field of mirrors are tracking the sun. So they're moving throughout the day and throughout the year, uh, throughout the year and they're accurately pointing their light at a, t at a tower. And atop this tower, we have a, a unique solar module that Raygen has developed. Um, and <clears throat> this solar module directly converts this concentrated light into both electricity and heat. And what's unique about it is that the, the module contains, if you think about a satellite that's going up into space, you, you, you see that they have um, solar cells that are used to power them. Mm. We use those type of cells in this module. And they're called multi-junction cells. And they basically can operate within that concentrated light, and they're twice the electrical efficiency of a normal sort of rooftop solar panel. And so this module that Raygen has developed, which fits in the palm of my hand, it generates more electricity than solar hot water than on my rooftop at home. <clears throat> and then you've got and to so, get... Go on, go on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So no, I was going. So then, what we do is we tile these little modules together atop the tower, and combined, they're generating a megawatt of electricity, and we have to keep those modules cool. So we, at the same time as generating that megawatt of electricity, we're generating two megawatts of thermal energy simply in the form of hot water. And that's what we use to charge our, our storage system. So the hot water uh, becomes a, a sort of battery. Is that what you're saying? Exactly right. So our storage system, we, we store electricity as a difference between a hot pit and we have a cold pit. Now, let me explain what a pit means. So as we're generating this thermal energy, we have these large excavator dams, which are lined and insulated, and they're filled with, in this case, Murray River water. Um, and then we cap them, so there's no water loss. So during the day, we're storing this thermal energy that the hot pit gets to 90 degrees. At the same time, we create a cold pit, which is at zero degrees. And we use this very simple industrial chiller system like you would find at a, at a supermarket. Um, and then this is um, effectively creating this cold store, creating this potential energy difference between the hot and the cold. Oh my and then when the sun is not shining, this is the key. We then you convert that potential energy difference between those two bodies of water into electricity, which is then renewable, dispatchable electricity and importantly it provides synchronous generation so natural inertia so think about a thermal turbine that is running a coal-fired power station we are also a thermal generator which a big spinning mass um, which is exactly what aemo wants on the grid except we're charged from renewable energy from renewable okay <clears throat> so I mean, it sounds a little bit like sort of pumped hydro without having to pump it up uphill, if you know what I mean. It sounds... Ex that's exactly that right? what it is. Yeah, oh, exactly. Got <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so we, we, we talk about, in, for, for people's reference, it, it's like having these two bodies of water for a pumped hydro system where the bodies of water are separated by a kilometre in height. That's how important that temperature difference is. Except, of course, we don't need to be, have that geography to support it. We can install on flat land in renewable energy zones. Um, what about uh, one of our listeners has come through and said, what about fire risk with battery storage? What, and then someone else has asked, what do the mirrors do to the birds? Yes, so I'll tackle the bird one first. So as a, as a twitcher, um, I'm very passionate about the bird. So in all of our operating years, um, we've had a plant near Bendigo operating since 2014, um, and we've had zero bird um, casualties from, from, the, from the light. Um, and in terms of other fire risks, like we, so we don't have we, – our, our water storage simply is that um, – so there's no issues there, and then we're you know generally we're installed in sort of flat areas, um, so you know no no fire risk at all. Okay, so uh, what, is this being done anywhere else? I mean, it, it, this seems to have just crept up. I mean, we we read it yeah. uh, in in the financial review and said, what is this? Now, um, are you the ones really developing this? 
Yes, it's all been developed here in Australia. So um, something we're very proud of. So it's it's the only technology in the world that has a, this unique solar module atop the tower that directly converts that light into electricity and heat at high efficiency. And in perspective, Geraldine, that, that beam of light, it can melt steel. Um, and so we've developed a module that sits there and, and operates successfully, um, uh, uh, you know, will operate over decades and, and survive. So it's very challenging technology to develop, but we've done it. Uh, and it's scalable, is it? That's it. So the, the this commercial demonstration project, which is under an offtake agreement with AGL, this is really about proving out both the, the solar and the storage technology, which is using proven integrated technologies such as the geothermal um, industries, um, turbine and chiller systems, et cetera. And so with this project now reaching commissioning complete, we're very actively developing other large scale projects where we, we simply replicate those fields of mirrors to create more generation. And they are surrounding then much larger turbines um, so that we have really significant scale of projects going into the Australian grid. Uh, and you're planning to develop, I understand, Australia's largest uh, solar module manufacturing facility in Melbourne because you've got to keep producing these very clever solar modules, haven't you? Exactly, yes. So we're at the final stages of commissioning um, what is Australia's largest solar module manufacturing facility in Melbourne. So it's 170 megawatts per annum um, of these modules. We're in, employing really high-tech technicians. Um, it's just, it's a fantastic um, achievement for the company. Um, one of the things, another <laughs> listener's come in and said, please ask if the Murray River water is reused or if it needs to be continually extracted for the solar project. That's Judy from Randwick asking. Thank you, Judy. It's a great question. So, so no, so the, the pits are filled once off. So that technology comes from the, the European District Heating um, Network, um, so where they collect solar hot water in the summer and they dispatch it through the District Heating Networks in the winter. And so you fill the pit, then it's completely sealed and capped and the water is just continuously reused in a closed cycle. And how long can the storage last? Another questioner, uh, which is yeah. critical to this, isn't it? It is. So in, in this case at, at um, Car Warp, we have 17 hours of storage, which is phenomenal, right? Like if you think about typical lithium-ion batteries, um, which have all the associated challenges on raw material constraints and rare earths, et cetera, we are 17 hours with no performance degradation over time and, um, and obviously no, no rare earths um, or supply chain constraints. Yes, that's the fact that, you, you know, you're not, you're using pre-existing knowledge. AGL has confirmed, has not, that it's building plants of at least 50 megawatts capacity using your technology at the site of the closed Liddell coal power station in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales and in Victoria's Loy Yang in the La Trobe Valley, and I think the Torrens gas plant site in South Australia. <coughs> now, um, that's all underway, is it? We, that's, we know that, or is that a plan? Yeah, so certainly at, um, at Liddell, we're, we're in the engineering phase for this project. 
Um, so we're looking to deploy that on the existing site. It's obviously got a great grid connection, um, the water source. So we're working very closely with AGL on that and also looking at those other opportunities with AGL. They, you know, they've publicly announced that they are looking to have 12 gigawatts of dispatchable renewable power by um, 2035, and we're very keen to participate and partner with AGL on that. Um, and then our other investors, such as Photon Energy, they're developing that a project in South Australia, which we've announced, which is called Yadnari. Um, and this is 50 times the scale of the existing project at Carwarp. Um, and then our other investors are also looking to develop projects um, internationally. So it's a very exciting time. All right. And you're a listed company, are you, or are you all <laughs> private at the moment? No, it's private. Yeah. Right. Okay. There are a lot of people listening with a great deal of interest. Okay, Richard Payne. Well, look, uh, go for it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you very much for the opportunity. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.